built this business, you know things. It's just a matter of getting focused and getting the ideas out of your head in a way that makes sense. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Making Sales Social. I am so excited today. I have a new friend that I should have been friends with for a very, very long time, but it took Vivica Von Rosen to introduce us to finally become friends. Her name is Deborah Eckerling. I adore her. She is the author of Your Goal Guide and creator of the Deb Method system of goal setting simplified. She's a consultant and she's a workshop leader and Deb offers personal and professional planning, content development, event strategy, and team building for executives, entrepreneurs, consultants, teams, and I'm sure anyone that wants anything Deb can do it. She's also the host of the Goal Chat Live, aka the Deb Show, and the Taste Buds with Deb podcast. Oh my gosh! Welcome, Deb. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy I'm here. And again, a shout out and thanks to Viv for me as well, because you know, some people you're just destined to meet, it just takes a little bit longer. Yeah. At first I was like, why did it take so long? And I thought, you know what? It took so long for us to be here now. And it's fine. It's the way it's supposed to be. And it's just the beginning. And I'm excited. And in the beginning, I get to introduce you to the Making Sales Social Podcast listener community. So we're really, really excited to be here. I'm going to jump into all kinds of questions. But before I do, we ask everyone one question at the top of the show. What does making sales social mean to you? This you know, it's all about the relationships. Somebody asked me, well, people ask me all the time what my favorite form of networking is. And I just say, it's my show. So for Gold Chat Live, every Monday, I bring in three guests and we dive into the topic of the week. And unless it's on purpose, they don't know each other. So it's a way to introduce them to each other and everybody to their communities. It's a great way to stay in touch. And you never know what right. will come out of that conversation? Yeah, I love that. And it, it's so much fun when you've got different voices on a topic and it's such a great way to bond on a topic. And what ends up happening in your show, I think is not only do your listeners learn more, but your panelists learn more too. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I have had occasion to have three people who do the exact same thing but they're completely different personalities and someone who's a client for one is not going to be a client for the other two. So it's just a good way to bring people together. And one of, one of my joys is if I see one of them interview another one of them on their show, you know, I see them collaborate beyond meeting on my oh, show. It, it just brings ultimate. me joy. Yeah. That's the ultimate networker. That makes you the ultimate connector. And I love that. Well, one of the things that you do is you really help people launch their book, right? From I, idea to publication. And so I think that this is huge. And there are so many speakers out there, trainers out there, thought leaders out there, CEOs that have done great things, entrepreneurs that have incredible ideas, yet they just don't know how to get started. 
Why? Exactly what you just said. I mean, their brains are going a mile a minute. They know all these things and it takes time and energy and focus to write a book. But what people don't realize is it can actually be easy. Oh, I'm probably going to get pushed back for that one. You, you built this business, you know things. It's just a matter of getting focused and getting the ideas out of your head in a way that makes sense. And that starts with the, the book proposal. I am like this huge fan, whether you're going to publish independently and going the traditional route, you need to have a book proposal because that is what's going to give you focus and is going to help you get that book out of your head and onto the page. Interesting. So I would not think, and I, this is, I'm learning too. I would, I would think that the proposal would come after the book's written, not prior. But you're saying the proposal is like the first step. Yes, it is. No, the first step is to really focus on your mission. So you mentioned before, so I created the Deb Method system of goal setting simplified. And Deb stands for determine your mission, explore your options, brainstorm your path. And in the wide world of goals, yes, you need to use that system. It works for, but I, I can layer it on anything. But you also need to layer it on books. What is your mission for the book? What do you hope to accomplish? What makes you unique? What do you need to get out in the world? So that's where we start. And you you get your ideas out there and, and out there, not even on the page yet, but really do some, take some me time. Okay, I have all this information. What am I going to focus on? What is my first book? Because there's always... If you've got one book idea, you've got a ton of book ideas. And especially if you're looking to publish traditionally, you want, okay, this is the first book in the series, but I can also have these ideas that I'm going a little too in the weeds. So let me reel myself back in. Once you've got that idea, you do the proposal because any nonfiction book is sold by book proposal. You will write a sample chapter, but it starts with, what is the overview? Who are you? What is your marketing plan? What are your comps? What is, what's in the book? And sample chapters. I mean, it, there's more to it, but that's like the basic, that's the guts that go into it. What is this idea you have? Why are you the person to bring it out in the world? And what is your plan to market it once you get out there? Whether you want a traditional publisher self-publish, you need that information anyway to write your book. So why not have it in a format that's going to be your guide, your roadmap to getting the book done? So I love it. Um, And, you know, most folks don't understand the difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing and the pros and cons. Can you give us a quick overview? I, I will try. Let me start with what is the same for both. Okay. The same for both is you need something unique that speaks to you, that's in your voice, that you radiate when you talk about it. I mean, ask me about goals and I'm going to, you know, smile a mile wide because I've been working in it so long and I know all these things that are going to help others reach their goals. And I have this information to share. So it starts with that seed, that inspiration, that love, because when you love what you do, it shows. When you don't love what you do, it really shows. So it starts with that that bright spot, that thing that you are overjoyed to share. The other thing that's the same is marketing. Even though you traditionally publish, you will have to do a lot of the marketing on your book. 
So that is true whether you self-publish or publish traditionally because you want to get your words out there. And unless you're a big fancy name with a big publishing company, odds are, or you want to hire a publicist, you can do that as well. But you're going to have to get in the weeds as well, which isn't a bad thing, especially in, um, in well, in this industry. And if you're a lover of LinkedIn, you know the power of LinkedIn. You want to promote your book. It's not, it's not, um, it's not a problem. It's something that you want to do. But even if you're published traditionally, you still need a marketing plan that you're going to do. And that's part of what's going to sell the book is saying, you know, I will do these activities in concert with whatever is played by the publisher. So those are the big similarities. Uh, differences, you self-publish on your own, you're doing everything. So it is the it is the text, the idea, um, the drafts, the development the distribution and there there are hacks around all of it my first two books um purple pencil adventures and write on blogging 51 tips to create write and promote your blog um my first two i purposely self-published as ebook only the first one was i was coaching people to write books someone say hey deb i've been trying for years to get my book done can you help me we got it done in three months so as I was getting more book clients, I I needed to write a book. I felt it was important for me. And at one point I was coaching someone's daughter in writing because she wasn't getting enough creativity at school. Imagine that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing this thing. You know, I do what we all do. I might as well start a blog. So I started a writing prompt blog and that made sense for me to call everything together to do my first book. The second one, right on blogging, I was on this, I did a presentation on blogging. I'm like, I need to write this as a book. And I did it with, and I crowdsourced and I used lots of examples and it only made sense to do it as an ebook. And to write an ebook, I, I'm gonna say it, it's simpler than do, dealing with distribution because you could just you know upload it to Kindle and wherever else you want to, and you're good to go. So other thing with self-publishing is because you're doing everything yourself, you need to not do everything yourself. So you need to hire to have professional cover artist and someone to do, unless you want to go through the weeds and do the formatting yourself, mm -hmm. um, editor, development editor, which is mostly what I do, um, regular editor, copy editor, whatever it is to make the book look as professional as possible because it's going to show, you know, yeah. and, and we're, we're judgy, you know, well, if we see, I, I, you know, yeah, I have to tell you, I, I bought a book <laughs> off of Amazon that looks, I did not look to see it was self-published or uh, traditional published. It was hardcover. So for whatever reason, I expected it to have been traditional published because mm -hmm. usually with self-publishing, it's a soft cover book. Like rarely do I see that. So I expected, I started reading this and it's by a pretty prominent person. And there were so many grammatical errors and typos and things that I realized there is no, this had, and it went back and it was self-published. Now I'm not judging. I'm just saying there is a difference and ha had he hired an editor or hired, you know, maybe he did or not, I don't know, but I, I 
wouldn't hire that editor again if he did. Um, you know, it was obvious. So I think part of going to a traditional process is you've got a lot of eyes on the book. You have a lot of eyes on the book, but you still have your eyes on the book. You know, when your goal guide came out and it went through their editorial process, I still went <laughs> the weekend before the edits were due on the final galley. My mom and I were going through it with a fine tooth comb. And you still, even when something has been edited, you're still going to find things. But, mm -hmm. and and I, I also told people, you know, if you find errors after it's out, you know, tell me later. Don't tell me okay? Because it's inevitable. We are human. Right. That's true. <clears throat> so yes, there are way more eyeballs on it. So if you want to self-publish, it's 20 years ago when Vanity Press, because that's what we called it then, was starting out. People were publishing anything and everything under the sun because they could. Mm -hmm. And it was terrible because people mm -hmm. were not taking the time. Now, there's so many resources out there. There's no excuse to not have. Let's see how many negatives I can put in a sentence. There's no excuse not to have a professional product. If you're presenting to a company, you want it spell checked, hypo checked, reviewed right. five different times. It's the same thing with your book. Now, the step in between traditional and, sorry, self and traditional, I was going backwards, is a hybrid. And these are companies, some, if you're going to go that route, I highly advise you to do your research, get testimonials, see, get references for it. But then you will, some of them require a submission process, and then they will invite you to hybrid with them. Others. We'll take your money and publish. Those are the ones that you need to be a little bit more careful about. And the thing with those, it, it's pay to play. So you are paying them, but then you don't have to deal with all of the nuts and bolts of distribution. Mm -hmm. They usually have a marketing person. You can, they, most hybrid publishers, and I have nothing against them. If that's your solution, they will have editors for hire, marketing upsells, everything, you know, mm -hmm. audiobook even in some cases. And if you are in a rush and you want to get your book out, the great you want it, exactly. Um, and then traditional publishing, that's the one that's it, the biggest difference is time, but also their resources, their energy. And that process is you write the book proposal and you, if you're lucky enough, you have an agent and then your agent so you're submitting to agents, you get an agent, your agent is submitting to publishers and it's, it's time. Everything takes time. Um, and some, every publisher works a little bit differently. Some do advances, some don't. With my book, it was, I met my agent spring of 2018. He sent out two batches and the end of that year, there was interest from my publisher and we went back and forth and I believe March or April, it was official. And then I wrote my book in three months. So we got, so we went back and forth with a book proposal, tweaking it. First thing we changed was the title and my agent weren't, he's like, you, it was called the dev method because. It's dev. the dev method. Exactly. And the first question my publisher asked was, are you open to changing the title? And I said, not only am I open to it, I knew that was going to be your first question. So um, that's the other reason why especially for nonfiction, the book proposal is so important because it's that flexibility. You are putting your idea out there in a way that oh, that's, it's like presentation style. 
and then you do a couple sample chapters so they get an idea of how you write. So it's mm -hmm. idea plus marketing plus place in the marketplace plus writing. And then maybe it's a fit, maybe it isn't. I will tell you between the first time and the second time my agent sent out my book, I changed one line and the line that was added, whereas most goal setting experts tell you how to achieve your goals, only the dead method shows you how to create that foundation for your goals that will set you up for success. So that one line saying yes. what was different about my book, I believe made the difference. And that's what was so eye-catching. That's huge. And that's a big difference on doing on your own or having a professional work with you on that. So mm -hmm. I, I love that. Um, I have two last questions for you. Yeah, I kind of tangented on purpose. I kind of tangented, but no, 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 you're great. That's you're what we great. wanted, you're right? Great. I mean, this is I could do all day, but we've right. got to kind of bring it in for a landing. As I, you know, not not that I, I'd love to be here all day doing this. I'm going to first ask, how can people set and achieve book writing goals? The first thing you need to do is go in your calendar and set a weekly appointment with yourself, or it can be twice a week, but basically look at your life and say, what can I do that's not going to put the rest of my life in turmoil? And for most people, that is like an hour once a week, but for some people, it's 15 minutes, four times a week. And mm -hmm. during that time, the best way to start is just start emptying out your brain, you know, start a Google document or whatever you use for writing things mm -hmm. and put all of your ideas for the book in one place. And do this over the course of a couple of weeks, couple of months. You know, I've met people literally years later, they're like, Deb, I'm ready to write my book. Can I work with you? Which is fine because sometimes it takes that long. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. a not yet. But if you start today, this week, gathering those ideas when you're ready, when it's time, or maybe someone's going to approach you and say, um, where's your book? I've, I've got the right publisher for you. Great. Yeah. Then you take a half an hour, an hour a day, not a half an hour, a couple hours, a half a day, a day, you put everything together and you've got a document that you can have a conversation with someone about. I had, I had this happen actually. I have a client who's a food blogger and a cookbook company approached her and she wanted to go into, she didn't want to go in scattered. So we worked for a couple hours. We had developed some ideas and she ended up, one of those ideas is the book that they, That's they awesome. published. Uh, I love that. And I'm going to just quickly say one of the things that we've done um, is we will go, we will write the chapters of the book and then we'll jump into Zoom on our own and just talk about the topic. And then you've got the transcript to get started. Then you go in to edit out the transcript. So for, for a non-writer, that's been pretty successful. Just oh yeah. Any way that's gonna work, yeah, is gonna work. Yeah. My only thing which I need to underline an exclamation point is keep all of your notes in one place because the last thing you want to do when you that's are ready true. or you have a book requested of you is look for all those little pieces of paper. The, yeah. Come on, we all have them. Even I have them. Um, I don't. I don't write anything down. Everything oh, is in Google folders. Everything starts here and then it goes into um, a Google Doc or folder. But That's I awesome. love to do my first draft notes on paper 
but it only works well if you remember to type it into the document so everything's in one place. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that. That's great. So we have learned a whole lot. Uh, my last question is, if people want to get a hold of you, how would they go about doing it? Uh, the best way to connect with me is go on LinkedIn and send a message that this is where we met. Right. And we can go from there. You can also learn more about me at thedebmethod.com or email deb at thedebmethod.com and or you can always, if you want to focus on any and all of your goals, you can grab a copy of your goal guide at your favorite place to buy books. I love that. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Uh, and I, you know, I'm really excited because I know so many of our listeners would love to write a book and now they know how to get started. So thanks for being our guest. And for all of our listeners, when you are out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.